Welcome to NAFAM, the podcast. Welcome. How are you doing today? Great. Great. <laughs> Great. Super. Anyway, we just got done having dinner. Yep. And uh, thought we'd record a quickie here. A quickie? Well, maybe. I mean, it might not be. You're such a quickie. That hurts. <laughs> anyway, so you probably have some real things you, you know want to talk about today. You there's a whole thing about that, right? There's a whole thing about that. That girls want quickies and guys get offended by that. So it's funny that you said that. Hurts. Oh, I. I'm I mean, all, it's a it's a stereotype. Well, I've always heard it the other way around that the guys want a quickie and the girls get offended by that. Oh yeah, technically. Is it because we're older that it's I different? think when you reach midlife and women are like, "Oh, can this just be a quickie?" I mean, and the guy's the, like, "Oh." I mean, I think that's kind of the well that switch that, that holds true, but that's a little bit of revelation <laughs> for me in hearing You've never that. Heard so. that before? No, I hear that all the time. Okay, well, interesting. <laughs> Good to just know. Just going to pay my monthly dues. Going to be a quickie. <laughs> it is disappointing, but we're not going to. That's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> it's a today. Topic for another day. That is. So I actually I just had an idea that I brought up to you, and I'm really pondering it and thinking about it. Maybe we can get some listener feedback on this, oh, but okay. I really like the idea of the random coffee oh. shop <laughs> interviews. I don't know how exactly this would play out, but yeah, just to like... That would be super cool. Sit at the table Somebody's and just steal this do idea like, from us. You should... They, I don't care. You know what? Who cares? If they do, then they do. Somebody's probably already doing it, so we're probably how stealing it this? from somebody else. How about we just have our closet idea where we invite the public <laughs> well, i actually thought about like they could come in not to our closet but they could come into our the 15 listeners that we have would you be willing to come in and be interviewed yeah. well we, we've had a couple well that's, <laughs> actually already yes up on that. but my 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 thought was just like the random coffee shop person like you know what it's a 15 minute interview yeah. see where it goes and and you might we'd probably learn some fascinating things about oh my some god people. I could take that a step further actually like because like we instead of a lemonade stand a podcast stand yes we have the we live right at the corner of the at we prime location okay. for farmers market kids would I, I made bank at their lemonade stands years ago so let's we could set up a podcast stand let's take this yes another <laughs> step further not podcast stand at the corner at the farmers market set no because then you have to rent you, that's a whole logistics like, thing we what just is it, like keep it box? on our yard we have so much traffic yeah, we do we do no but that is actually a great idea though too I, I mean, just to get to talk to Rand, we'd have to be good interviewers. You're good at it. I'm no, not great at I'm it. No, I'm not. But, you are. But I think that that would be fascinating just to get to meet and learn about Honestly, different people that would be and give them cool. an opportunity to come talk for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever I think it is. you got something there. We I think to, so. We have to test that Like out. I said, it's probably not a new idea. Somebody's probably already doing it, but not here. Not that we know of. So, Yeah, you know. and it's our audio diary. So right. there's that. Right. I think it'd be fun. So the other thing, and again, this isn't necessarily going to be the focus of this podcast, but I've been uh, complaining to you about some stuff that I've been dealing with at work. Oh, yay. Yay. <laughs> so, and maybe this isn't worth exploring, but I'm learning, I guess it's like, it, it, it's an ongoing realization, but it becomes, it holds, to, it holds truer and truer, like day by day certain people that have been doing jobs for so long and because mm -hmm. they've been in those jobs for so long there's like this this almost this um inherent trust they know what they're talking about mm -hmm. they know what they're doing and then you realize after all of these years i'm talking like 20 30 years potentially mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of i mean it's it's like the ultimate like snake oil salesman but it's like the ultimate level oh. of bullshit okay that well i'm sorry that you fell victim to that <laughs> i don't know that i would <laughs> Well, it's not even. What do you want me to tell you about that? Yes. It, well, it's partly like falling victim to it, but also n not just falling victim to it, but actually trying to address it. And in certain industries, address it. Address your favorite word. Um, <laughs> your explore favorite it. word. Explore it. I'm trying to explore it and learning that in some ways, like maybe it, the problem is that you have been avoiding addressing it. <laughs> yes, y y that's a good point. So some of the stuff that I'm dealing with, it's like for the last one to two years started to really uh, explore it hmm. and, and try mm -hmm. to say, okay, let's get these individuals in here. Let's have these conversations. Let's try to fix the issue. Mm -hmm. And almost getting to the point and realizing like, this can't be fixed. So but what's your question? It's not only really a question. What's your dilemma? I guess, I guess, well, some of this stuff is tricky. It's hard to just start over in certain 
uh, things that we do. What were you avoiding up to this point to get to this point? That's my question. You know, certain functions or, or certain parts of business are kind of ancillary. It's like out of sight, out of mind. You, The requirements, you have to have these certain things in place. If or, you're being honest with yourself, can yeah. you really answer that honestly? Or were there things that you were avoiding? You don't need to answer this no, right sure. now, right here. For but sure. like dig inside and look at I've that. I've talked about this with coworkers. And there is a, there's a, there's a, first of all, it's complacency. And second of all, when it's not your primary focus of your job duties, it's, it's something that just fits in and then you have to go through this process. It's very easy to just be like, we'll get through it and then we'll deal with it later. And then mm-hmm. you end up you end up finally getting to a point where, and again, now we've got some more resources to deal with it. And then you, so, you truly realize when you start asking yeah. the questions. Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, I mean, we deal with this in our personal lives too. It's mm-hmm. this idea of over-functioning, under-functioning. Yes. Like you exactly. over-function. And therefore, the other can underfunction. Another yes. cannot underfunction unless somebody else is overfunctioning. Oh, 100. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the problem is when you then try to uh, call that into or that whatever it is you're dealing with out and mm-hmm. say, this has to end. Mm-hmm. And you realize they're not capable of actually doing the mm-hmm. function they're supposed to be doing. So. Yeah, my suspicion is is that conversation was avoided for a long time and now it's everybody's fucking problem. Yes. Yeah, th- th- this actual, this conversation but, probably but started before I don't want to get into like pers- We're not specifics, going to. but I'm just saying in general, like I think that if you, I mean, I can relate to this in my own life of mm-hmm. like, oh, now here we are. Now what do we do? Yes. Knowing that this was a suspicion years back. You know what I'm saying? 100%. That's that's totally the situation is that a lot of the stuff, it's like, yeah, you recognize it, but y- yeah, you you punt. It's mm-hmm. not your priority. And so then when you do have, you feel like you have to deal with it, it's, yeah. a, it's much harder to deal with. That's called karma, friends. I know. I know. I just wonder so if you need to worry about it. Like, do you need to take this on? Like, maybe the other person needs to worry about that. The person that's maybe maybe the underfunctioner needs to worry about that, and this is your overfunctioner worrying about what the underfunctioner needs to be worried about. So the problem with the sen- I get it. The, but- the scenario is, yeah, it's it's if if we allow the underfunctioner to deal with it, then we may have to um, start over again with a certain process. Well, and that's, that's sort of the consequence right. you pay for ignoring something again, karma. Wh- which. It is karma, and it's one. Of the, it's why the can gets kicked down the road because you realize as soon as you have to deal with it, you truly have to deal with of it, course. and it's a full reset, and it's not just a little. Of course. Yeah. So, anyway, that's been my week in a nutshell: is dealing with um, certain things coming to a head mm-hmm. that predicted have tried to over the last year really tried to step up and like mm-hmm. get a handle on and realize do like you there might not was, be getting not, a handle on this it, do you think it's easy for you to say well it wasn't a priority or do you think that maybe you confront your own demons in there and be like i chose to say it wasn't a priority therefore i could avoid it it's both exactly yeah totally it, it's it's totally both i could have backburnered other things and mm-hmm. said i'm going to make this the priority mm-hmm this was discussed among multiple individuals mm-hmm. um, for an ongoing period of time. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, it's, yeah, it, you do. You get to a point like, well, do we deal with it now or mm-hmm. do we continue this mm-hmm. road? And it's challenging. Such is life. Yeah. yeah. Which leads me to my question. What do you find the purpose of meaning of life to uh, be for you? Absolute <laughs> pure consciousness. That's what I'm striving what for in my life. <laughs> I don't know. There's there are no attributes to pure consciousness. What what it's, is that? We, I don't know. It's nothing. It's not your and goal. Everything. Then. then it's not your goal. It's not. It's true. It's nothing and everything. <laughs> is, is, can you can you say that that's wrong? How do you get there? How do you get there? It's not your goal. You're yeah. you're restating somebody else's. No, I totally things. am. I totally am. I also uh, agree with that's the goal. But guess I, what? That goal doesn't allow you to avoid karma. <laughs> but I, but I told you, um, I also think in that we all have our own functions. You've mentioned before, you know, the bee colonies and what you know. Each type of bee has a different function, or each member of the beehive has a different function. And I think as humans, like our our goal might be the same. But what that looks like for every individual, I'm not sure if it's the same or not. And that's where I'm a little... Like, well, you could look to the stars 
in your natal chart to find out who you really, really curious, yeah. but which is ultimately pure consciousness. Well, I don't know what you really, really trying to say there about the bees. I think I, I say, look, nature doesn't mm-hmm. tell us how it works. It shows us how it works. And like, how does the worker bee know so, that it's a worker bee? Like some things just are innately known or inherently known. Like we so, talked about Newton. How did Newton discover gravity? Like the, he, there was something inherently like encoded in him to be attuned to something to allow him to contemplate this and that and come up with this right like so let me step we all have something there let me we all have a blueprint yeah so let me step back when i talk That's about I consciousness it, it's i think in the same vein as enlightenment like reaching that the height of enlightenment and what that looks like and what my point to that is that i don't think we're all here for the same purpose and i think that we all possibly could be in different stages of our cosmic energies and You're just regurgitating. I tell you, I think. Well, that's what you want to hear, right? No, but I'm you kidding. believe it? I'm kidding. I do. I do <laughs> believe it. And we've talked. We've talked a lot about this. But I actually think that because I don't think we're. I don't think we at the end of life are all going to have the same. Are, are all going to have the same experience? And I think. You mean like after you die? At that point. As what we at know that is point death. of death. Death. Yeah, when you die, after death, whatever, even beforehand, even during life, like what you're searching for, what your goals are, what makes you happy, what brings contentment, what brings... Um, so you started reading, well, you started reading the Yoga Sutra. The Yoga Sutra. I started reading Kama Sutra. Mm-hmm. I am not prepared to speak about it because I just started it, but it's not what everybody thinks it is. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, you know... Tantric sex. Tantric sex. <laughs> That is Which, a, oh my gosh, can I just say something right now? It's mildly inappropriate. When I was hanging out with my friends last do. weekend, my friend specifically said, I think that you and Jim should get into tantric sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your friend. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot about that. The, 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 <laughs> the, the point being to that, mm. uh, we're going to pause now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the point to that is that um, it is about... Um, different aspects of life and enjoyment out of life. And it talks about what it takes, you know, between um, prosperity and then there's obviously the the sexual piece to that. But again, the, the, the focus is on a much bigger part of like getting enjoyment out of life from what I've gathered so far. And again, I'm very early on in that in all, in all aspects of it, art, food, you know, taste, sense, smell, like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's all of it. And what gets you to this point of really just experiencing everything that life has to offer, but it's about the necessities. What does it take mm-hmm. to, you know, get the necessities in life? Okay. Well, so anyway, my, my thought is on some of this, and again, not necessarily related to that, but if you, I mean, we can look in a, you know, a small sample, a small sector of the, the civilization and, Every, not everybody, but there are people that have different functions in life and what mm-hmm. brings them contentment, what brings them functions, joy, what brings them gifts. happiness are different mm-hmm. among those yeah. groups. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same for everybody. I don't think we all have the same purpose here. No, I don't think so either. You know, so when I say... when I, I think that like it's... with oh, Go ahead. When I joke about pure consciousness or mm-hmm. enlightenment or whatever else, mm-hmm. I don't think we're all going to achieve this this time around. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think it's a little different for everyone. I think, well, I think I'm currently, I think this is ever evolving, my favorite phrase, but I think that like currently, like we're all energy, all things are energy. And like the purpose is, is to like know your energy, discover your energy, get curious about your energy, become an expert at your energy and experience your energy. That And that's like, so there's so much depth to that, but um I'm just curious, like, has that changed for you? I mean, I imagine most of us in Western, United, the Western world and the United States of America, especially in the Midwest, we're not born into an environment that gave that sort of perspective on life. So, like, how has that changed for you? Like, what did you grow up with? Did that, whatever you grew up with, was that meaningful for you? I think that often as kids, it's, you know, we're often told like, oh, this is just the way it is. And we don't really question it. Some of us question it. Some of us don't. Some of us never question it. Some of us get to a point where we question it. Like, are you able to, 
I'm springing this on you right now. So if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But like, do you have anything to say about that? (laughs) I mean, that's a big ass question. I would say that I very much grew up in a way that was kind of like, this is how the world works. This is how things are. Which was what? Like, Um, did you have a specific religion that you grew up in? Well, I've I've told you before, I grew up Catholic. Okay. And Mm -hmm. then we... Yeah, you switched. ended up being baptized at the same church my kids were baptized at. Yeah. It's in a s- yeah. strange plot twist. I grew up, I went through confirmation, <laughs> I went through, you know, everything in the Catholic Church. And then at some point we stopped going to the Catholic Church and we stayed within the Christian religion, but we um, we stopped going to the Catholic Church. And so, then like what denomination did you switch to, do you know? Uh, Presbyterian. Presbyterian? Evangelical Presbyterian. Oh, evangelical Presbyterian. Okay, because yes. there's a difference, I think, between... Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there are. I I am not an expert in this way at all. So yeah, switch to that. Um, and I think that f- for me, religion, it's been. How do I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this? It's never been the number one in my life. Mm-hmm. I th- there's aspects. What's been your number one? I want to know that. Get closer to your mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Experience. What's like? So I'm gonna inter- interrupt real quick for a second yeah. because. When I worked in hospice as a social worker, it was a big deal. I mean, it was important and, of course, and rightfully so to assess somebody's spirituality. And the way sort of we, the framework that we gave to people is, you, you know, there's a difference between religion and spirituality. Spirituality is what gives you purpose and meaning in life. It's how we all have spirituality according to most um whatever you want to label to it. I think there's a lot of, you know, people out there that want to say otherwise, but mm, spirituality is a dimension. We have our physical body. We have our emotional body. We have our mental body. We have our spiritual body. It is what it is. I'm not going to debate that with anybody. It's just a fact. (laughs) But people get really mixed up between spirituality and religion. And religion is the dogma through which many of us practice our spirituality, but we all have spirituality. It's what gives us people purpose and meaning in life it makes us question those deeper things like so for you if you were just sort of like yeah i believe these things religiously do you did you ever find yourself pondering like why am i here what's my purpose what's my meaning and maybe not that's okay that's why we ask it at end of life because that's where it comes up yeah we've you and i have talked well we've talked about that here too and and not in an in not in a truly like soul-searching way not in an in-depth way, like why am I here? What what is my role on Earth? Like, there's there's glimpses of that, or there are moments, uh, momentary, you know, like so you didn't like that, that, agonize that, over it in no, childhood, like I did. Absolutely not. That okay. has not been a focus right. of my upbringing. <laughs> like, why am I here? What is my purpose in this life? Did you have thoughts about death as a child, and like, what if I lose people, or was it just like do no. do 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 do? Yeah, I think it was more like. <laughs> I'm going through life and I'm experiencing life and I'm I'm seeing, you know, life <laughs> as it unfolds in front of me very much in the moment. What a lovely way to live. Um, well, like anything, I think there's uh there's a balance there. So yes, sure, I mean, it, there it, is a balance. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you can move in a little towards <laughs> towards some meaning and purpose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So as I get older, I think that that definitely I look at the world a little bit differently and I do question what am I here for? What, you know, I can succeed, let's say, at work or financially. That's so sad. In a relationship. And Could you be with, more material, materialistic? Yeah, no, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm not saying I want to be those things. I'm saying that those but are that's, all. Is that all you've ever thought about? Like, honestly, that's. No, I think I've always I'm had. I'm questioning my. Whoa. Well, you Who should am I be. with, guys? I've always had kind of in the back of my mind is what else is there? What is the the, the bigger purpose? Not in a not in a front and center way of questioning, but always like, okay, all this stuff is great, but there does feel like there's something else to it. And so what else can I offer? What's interesting to me about or, that is that doesn't bring you fear. Right. Like we've talked about this. Yeah. Like no, it uh, that, doesn't. That, fe- that instills terror in me. Yes. What else is there? Whereas for you, it's curiosity. It's curiosity, pure curiosity. That's and, that's and what it to is. To the point where you're like, I don't even think about it that much, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's like every once in a while, it's like, wow, I'm privileged. Like I have a good life, and what 
what should I be doing with There's my life? There's nothing that you fear after death. I mean, like, honestly, I'm literally just the asking these like, I that boggles my fucking mind. No. You're, there's nothing that could happen after death that would strike well, terror Well, there's something in you. that could happen after death, but it's not something I think about. I don't think about what happens after death. I truly, That's it's not so something that even crosses weird. my mind. At some point, I'm sure it will, and it'll probably I, scare the I hell out of me. I was born fearing death. I was born fearing separation from yeah. the people Which, I love and death. to me is fucking weird. No, it's not weird <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that is that is something we are polar opposites, just, complete you know contrary and i wonder why you can't be here for uh, me emotionally (laughs) well i don't i don't think it takes that to be here for you emotionally that was a joke no but i it does make a difference though the way that you look at life and the way you ponder but no wonder um, that you've never felt that you've had to really worry about maybe subscribing to a religion unless you've been trying to satisfy other people in your life yeah absolutely I remember when I met, like, I, because I, this has been a big thing for me since day, maybe day one. And, um, by the way, our little puppy here is biting my hand the whole time. So this is good fun. to know. Thanks. I know. I feel like when I try to question you on your religious beliefs, like, why do you believe them? Like, not necessarily telling you you shouldn't believe them, but I'm curious as to why, like, you couldn't go anywhere with, like, we actually, I remember getting in an argument with you about this in our old house. Like, I'm not telling you, you, not to believe what you believe, but if you can't even talk to me about why you believe what you believe, that's yeah. an interesting information for me. Well, like that's okay. <laughs> can I say that? I, I, and I don't know, this is my perspective and I'm sure there's so much more to this that somebody else much more intelligent in this area could explain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, growing up Catholic and going through the whole process, you know, going through communion and going mm-hmm. through, confirmation and all the other stuff in between you know to me it's like it's it's just a process and you don't fully understand you can go to church every week but I you're mean, not I agree but you also didn't seem to have those yearning questions inside of you of like right whoa like I'm so, afraid to die or what if this so or that's what my if that? I guess that's my thing is that I think there are some there's no fear in you there's some individuals that that's instinctual that's their nature is to mm-hmm. question that and could go through that process and probably mm-hmm. get get so much more out mm-hmm. of that and actually at the end of the day come out and be like whether they feel more secure and confident in who they are or maybe they have more questions i don't know well but I, I don't want to interrupt you but i also want to interrupt you real quick because thinking about this idea in terms of things I haven't even sorted out yet. So it's sort of premature for me to even bring this up. However, this is an audio diary. So this is the point of this contemplating a lot of my going through my own like sort of analysis and like really thinking about these patterns and these things deeply Mm -hmm. and intergenerational things like fear seems to be pretty prevalent in my gene code and not in yours, at least what you inherited. I mean, I think it's probably probably in your family, not. but yeah. you don't have fear. No. Like, I don't know. I, I would, you know, you and I have gone back and forth about this and I'm not forth about this and I'm not going to pretend, I, I don't want to be irresponsible and label things, but some, I feel like sometimes there's some power and control things with you maybe. Yeah. It's but, more of that hero mentality that yeah, surfaces for me. So I could see how for you, like you didn't enter this world being like, I have things to fear. Um, Therefore, like what happens after death isn't necessarily something that you are contemplating or worrying about or stewing about or planning for or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's- so because I grew up religious, too. And I think I could also argue like, of course, I'm developmentally, how much is a child supposed to take in as they're going through these things? That's arguable. Like, but as like you hit your 20s, we hit a crisis point. Some of us hit a spiritual crisis. Some of us don't. You did not. I did. I think I hit more of an awakening than a crisis point. Interesting. Tell me more. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I think for me it was freedom. And so it was getting a different chance to explore the world on my own and my own terms and under my own rules and establishing a complete sense of individuality in that. And so in my 20s, I think that for me, it was late teens. It, it, It started late teens. And then it continued into my 20s, but I think it was like this, it was this freedom from someone else's control, maybe. So therefore, yes, I, I wasn't that. afraid okay. at that point. It was like, I uh-huh. am on top of my world. 
Yeah. I, whatever that, that's relative. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, in you my might small fear, world. Fear, you might fear fearful people, though. <laughs> I'm I just mean, joking because I'm fearful. <laughs> you see that as somebody trying to control you and you have this power and control thing. I'm just spitballing right now. Yes. We, and that, that stems from um, feeling controlled. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, at some point you're like, no, I have control now. And yeah, again, and as a that's, fearful person, but that's there's all, a fear for me, like feeling abandoned. So that's like, all that's all relative mm-hmm. because I feel like in my mid-30s when I got divorced, there was another awakening mm-hmm. of freedom again mm-hmm. of saying, which didn't last long because which is typical. I met you very quickly. <laughs> which is typical because yeah. my, my th- my, I had another awakening of, oh shit. Uh, I'm scared and alone. Yeah. So going going through that <laughs> process though, it's it, it's it's oh shit, I'm scared and alone, and also like, but I also am free to now f- find myself again. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a push and pull. It's a it's a it's a really messed up place to be because there's yeah but- there's like it's like it it it's like um, the highs and the lows are like this is awesome. And but think about whoa, this is terrible. Okay, so back up though. So think about how your energy, like if you have this energy towards I'm totally speaking out of my ass right now, but if you have this energy towards power and control and freedom, and you're you're gonna your energy is gonna constantly be testing that. So you're gonna probably enter relationships where yeah. you find that that's tested. And I have this energy of fear and abandonment and I'm going to enter relationships where that's tested. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. And I we've I mean, you and I have talked about this before and and when I met you initially and I was in that state of I'm nervous to go out into the world and trying to find a new partner and, you know, w- what's that going to look like for and me? And I took control. And <laughs> <laughs> but no, this has been a point of contention for for us and our relationship because initially, of course, we're both in the honeymoon phase and we're getting to know each other. And so there is this... Um, but what did you do to take control? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where your and that's where your karma comes into play. Same yeah. for me. I was drawn to somebody that was like, well, I just want to give you freedom. Talk, or do you want to sit here? Speed it up. <laughs> I will speed it up. I, I will totally do that. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that was one thing that drew me to me was your what I perceived to be your confidence and you being like, I had so I'm, much confidence until you depleted it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's the reality when reality sets in sometimes. And we both realize that the thing that we were looking for and what existed. And I think you, you know, maybe it's my, uh, not being intuitive, but not sensing it early on was like, oh, she's totally cool with this. And you were being cool with it, but it's because we were in the honeymoon phase and the reality is, is it hurt you? What was I cool with? Um, what I perceived you were cool with was just kind of like we were, I mean, you were everything to me, like going out, doing things, exploring new things, trying new things together. And you were like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah that was that. new for me. Right. And that I was, was like, for me. oh my God, that's who you are. Like, you're totally cool no, with that. No, I was emotionally free though. Yes. Like the conversations we had were real. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Like this idea of doing all these things, I was like, Oh, my ex would be like, who's this bitch? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I had no idea. And for me, it was like, those were new experiences. And I'm like, this is, this is like what I'm looking but I, for. But we all do that. So what did you do? Yeah. What did you do? Do you think that your ex would have been like, who's this bitch? Like, do you know what I mean? Well, I think it was the same thing. I think it was just the spontaneity and kind of like the, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Why, why don't we try this? Like, okay. I think it was a lot of that, that ultimately. Yeah. I think that's pretty typical. It is pretty typical. But then when the dust settles and you get into an actual, like the relationship progresses. You get progresses, the actual relationship and you actually stop talking about like, feelings. And I see you being controlled by all these people around <laughs> you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, For somebody with I power and control the, issues, that's interesting. And I'm not going to be controlled by you. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, you play the game with everybody equally. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's as I get older and older, I realize that a lot of that is playing the game. And I did that for a very long time. And so it's almost... I don't want to say it's it's not relearning, but it's it's not feeling guilty or not feeling shame. Okay, around yeah, not yeah. playing the game anymore. Well, I don't want to like, pick on you though. Do you want to pick on me for a second? Like, because we've we talked about that a million times. Like, um, pick on me for a second. Like, what do you feel like? 
I like related to fear and if I have if I have a like a sort of and again everybody's got these root like wounds yeah. some of us have more intense ones than others but like what do you think for me then like if I have this like if I'm gonna again I'm just I'm assigning these words I'm they're nothing official but if I have this more of fear and abandonment thing going on when the dust started to settle like what do you think you noticed about me that was like oh like you she needs to like figure that out I think it's the um like I said like I noticed you being controlled by a lot of people like what did you what do you think about me yeah, I would say it's, um, and I, I'm not going to say the right words for this, but I've read it plenty of times and heard it plenty of times, but it's the anxiousness around the attachment, um, the anxious attachment, like, I am not going to abandon you. And like, you need to sit in your own discomfort with that, knowing that I'm I'm not going to abandon you. But how could you see that playing out? Like, more specifically, do you think, or no? Like- um, well, but it might just be like, you texting about something and like mm-hmm. feeling like it's like this isn't a text a check-in text this is more like a mm-hmm. i need to know you're there text and me wanting to respond to that and be like of course i'm here and everything else and then there's part of me that is like I, I, i'm i'm saying this now and I, this isn't exactly right but like because i don't think i ever really thought this in the moment but like i need to be like you also need to know that i'm going to be here for you and i can't respond to you every time you text me or something which is weird right but that's how that played out because like again you was like this power and control thing you're like i'm not going to respond right now and like for me being like hey i need a response right now. like you need to be okay with this i'm not abandoning you i'm not leaving you but you need to know that but at the same time but you couldn't say that obviously you would just not respond right now right instead of like being like, hey, I can't talk right now, but can I respond later? This matters. And there were probably there was probably a mix. And instead of, of me I can't being respond like, right now versus instead of me being like, I'm gonna wait until I see him tonight to talk about this. Yeah. I'm just gonna text it right now. Well, that's something that we still <laughs> we still deal with very much. Like, yeah, but now we know each other. But now we know each other. Like, mm-hmm. even you'll get at me for texting and driving, and no, I will text you, and I'm like, by the way, don't respond right now because I know you're driving. <laughs> yes, yes. Did, do, should we should we should we share the driver report no, for the family driver report not. for the week? We shouldn't. <laughs> we and we should, should also not. our insurance. There's an option to share it with the insurance agent. Yeah, but nope, we're not going to do that. And <laughs> yeah, I, and I'll sit there and look at the text message. I'll see it come across my screen, and I'll be like, Are you serious right now? Like, you know, I'm driving. I want to check it. And oh then sometimes God. I'm like, don't even, you're triggering me right now. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to truly trying to be better at that. How's that worked out for you so, in your life? Um, <laughs> apparently, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah, but I think in our relationship along the way, it's been very much, again, and it uses over and over, but that push and pull between us in that, like, you know, I can't be controlled. You're like, I need to know he's here for me. And so, you know, yeah. that fuels our, when we get in our cycle. I liked how you phrased that um, last, whenever it was, last time we did our podcast about we had our period this week, like our mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It'll happen again. Hopefully not. Yeah, you have to be aware. <laughs> you have, but you have to. It's just like with ourselves, our own psyches do the same thing, and like we have to just attend to ourselves and be gentle with our. I mean, even the seasons teach us that. Like winter time, we have to just be like, it's okay to hibernate right now. Yeah. Like again, I've said this before, but we we're not going to do summer things in the winter. And well, so on that subject. I, I said before, I haven't done a project around here in months. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and for like two years straight with the patio and the pool and everything. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. I don't want to switch topics. We got off enough. Talking back about religion. And so you said you grew yes. up Catholic. Yes. You said that you like sort of just went through the motions, I think is what you were saying. I don't want to like summarize that. Yeah. You feel like your crisis point was a freedom point. There, there wasn't. No, tell me more about then so for spirituality for you and purpose and meaning I'm hearing a lot of freedom and exploration type things like yeah. where do, so like where does that happen for you like where do you feel like do you believe in a higher power where do you feel a connection to a higher power I do believe in a higher higher power and I don't know what that is so I truly 
And I've I, I've questioned this for. If you don't know what that is. Do you think about what that is? Are you just you're literally in the present fucking moment? So. I am mostly in the present fucking moment, as you just said. <laughs> so when you and die, so, like you die, like what's that going to be like? There's nothing about. I, you I, I am at that. I am at this point in my life where I think so we weird. are all energies in a physical embodiment of that. Prior to this, where you're at in your life, I want to know where you were when you were having kids. Like, do you yeah, just didn't so, think about it? You just didn't. You're just like still going through the motions, like. Uh, not worry. Like somebody gave you, I have a terminal diagnosis. You're like, oh, sweet, day by day. Like I don't understand. Didn't didn't think about it. <laughs> I think so I think when I was going through my divorce that I got more into um, going to church again and feeling like okay, that's I needed something interesting. More. You finally you finally felt some pain. So now yeah. here comes the guys. I needed. Okay. I needed. What, <laughs> yeah, which is it's it's a little bit so telling. Tell me about yeah. Tell me about that then. What happened to you spiritually then? Who did you turn to to think I'm going to get through this? What not who? What did you turn to? Well, I'm that's get through this? that is a damn good question because what did I turn to? I started going back to church again and went to an evangelical Presbyterian church. Did you get something out of the church or just the people or like, I mean, I don't know. Like, what did you get out of it? Wasn't, the it teachings, wasn't, it the wasn't, people, that's, the, so that's the thing. And the this, socialization. Is, this is actually something that you've taught me since then. It wasn't the people. It was just the experience of being there, being present. Because like connection? Connection to something because I didn't uh, sometimes the message I was like mm. hey, I don't I think that's bullshit I don't agree with that at all I don't agree with what was just said but I could still walk away feeling like I could take that away and still feel feel like there was maybe a weight lifted or something else from being from the presence of okay being there well that's interesting I think that kind of defines my thing too with my spirituality like this idea of like I was told all these years that like this is a prescription for healing. So like you therefore drink the Kool-Aid, even if you don't agree with all of it. Mm -hmm. So, but there's still sanctuary there. There's yes. like, I don't need you. Oh, but now I'm in crisis. So I need you. Yes. So I still don't agree with everything, but there's something sanctuary There's something here. moving about, and sanctuary is a perfect word for it, but there's something moving about the choir in the experience yeah. Yeah. and being yeah. in that's why <clears throat> if you go to you know a cathedral or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. obviously some place that's with a stained glass that's mm -hmm. got mm -hmm. and there's an energy to it yeah and so whatever is is creating that energy yeah is powerful yeah and can totally shift your energy yeah. while you're there and make you it gives like you a different outlook form that though because that's interesting to me that you just said that and light bulb went off for me. Like when you started taking me to your church, I did not like that energy. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I am not a fan of this. Like I do not feel. And Which can I be honest with you is that I told you this is that <laughs> that church was going, starting to even just, go through different changes. And I was kind of like, yeah, uh. well, just even the way they sang music, like to me, it just right. wasn't home. There was like a lot of theatrics that, but even that I wasn't into. Even that changed from prior to they started doing things differently okay. even in that way well and, and it's okay like i again oh, no, no, I, know. I don't i'm not downing it i'm just saying it wasn't for me like for me there's like a home and sanctuary yeah. and like i grew up in the catholic church and i've gotten a lot of and i went through my own turmoil of like returning to the catholic church i am the youngest child my parents had all my brothers go through confirmation and then as the youngest child eh, we're done parenting <laughs> classic example where I didn't get confirmed. I mm -hmm. did everything up to confirmation and I was never confirmed. And then I went through a spiritual crisis in my 20s. I've okay. talked about this previously, but I'm going to get to a point. I returned to the Catholic Church because for me, there was this sense of like, when I talk about all, oh, I, there are, there's, a, there's a spiritual component to all humans that we all sort of crave. No matter how we crave it, that doesn't matter. Like there are... There's so many African traditions, Judaism, Hinduism. There's these. There, there are these rituals and sacrifices and communions that we go through that feed some sort of spiritual line in us. And I, that, for me, is 
and my life was fed through Catholicism. So walking to that church and hearing the priest recite the things that they recite and smelling the frankincense and go the stained glass windows, there was sanctuary there. And I just knew that that is something that I needed. And I knew that no matter what religion I went through, humans would fuck it up. It was up to me to define that for myself. So I, for me personally, I did that through the Catholic Church despite all the corruption and all the things I didn't agree with in those things. And I feel like that's a little bit of what you're describing of like, yeah. I didn't take away everything they said literally, but there was some sort of spiritual um, nurturant, nur- nurturance, is that a word? Nurturing. I don't nurturance. know, nurturance. <laughs> that was, n- there was a need there. And, and, I, and, and in crisis, I went to it. Yeah. And that's so, how we know we're spiritual people. And that's something I will say about the Catholic Church because we've gone back there and we haven't been in a while now, but we were we were going frequently for a while. Yeah, I raised my and kids the, Catholic. Um, I decided to do that. Is it the incense? Is it frankincense? Is frankincense? Is, yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. The smell. The you know again the the just the environment, but mm-hmm. that smell is like there's something about that that takes you to a place mm-hmm. and. Or puts you in a place mm-hmm. which is not of this world. Yes. And it's, yeah. You know, it's something like, I miss that, you know, and there's some of those traditions. But it's funny, you mentioned um, the one church that we went to, and the father that was there was mm-hmm. ultimately convicted of embezzlement, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. We knew died he was an. A- he we faced. knew he was an asshole. He was not convicted because so, he died before. Oh, he that's faced right. He was. But yeah. Okay. Yes. But that's correct. Yeah, it wasn't. So anyway, <laughs> he was an asshole the whole time. I mean, that was our opinion of him. Okay, you're gonna offend a lot of people. I with don't that care. Opinion. Okay. I don't care either. But I'm just saying. Agree. My point to this is, I my personal opinion, he was a narcissist. That being said, <laughs> we could recognize that you could still go to that service and sit there. Yeah. And have an experience because and walk it's away. With God, it's not because with him. it's exactly yeah. it. That's my whole point to this. Is Within, it, it, yeah, I'm sorry. No, that that was my whole point to that. Yes. One thing I wanted to ask you because it's been so long since I've um, paid any attention to this, but when we talk about communion and confirmation, and now I can't remember the other ones. Are those the sacraments? Or am I totally yeah. okay? That's what There's I thought. The seven, seven sacraments. sacraments. Yeah, and I cannot remember all the steps yeah, along Catholic, the way. So. You know, for anybody that doesn't know, Catholicism is just the first Christian church. Like it's the, then. Then Protestants bra- branched off after the Protestant Reformation, what, 15, Martin Luther 14, and- or whatever. Yeah. So, but to me, humans can fuck up any religion because you have a, you have all along the spectrum the abilities as far as evolution of de- spiritual development of people and their ability to concretely grasp things, intuitively grasp things, whatever. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, it doesn't matter. Any church you go to, there's somebody there that's going to fuck it up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's that relationship that you have with the divine. This is for me personally. And what you do with that. And you can ponder the teachings and you can do these things. And yes, there's guidance and there's all these things. But yes, it's it's complex. My favorite word, it's complex. But um, for me within... Our Western Christian culture, Catholicism, has spoken to me the most. I'm not currently feeling any need to participate in Catholicism, and I'm kind of doing my own thing. I decided that I was going to raise my children Catholic. Haven't completely followed through on that with all of them, as such my own parents did. <laughs> and they'll they'll experience that journey on their own. I speak about spirituality with my children every day, though. But there's And, and there's a reason why you didn't follow through all the way. Well, I mean, I there's, mean, there's not a reason why. It doesn't matter. It's just where I'm at today. With, I mean, it's so it feels right. Like whatever. And also, right. yeah, there. Yes, there. I could still do it though. I'm not a fan of the current place that's, that I was sending my that, children. That's what I'm saying. However, I. Yeah. The, but to me, that's just not where we're at right now. And just you know what, my, that's what happened for me too. And the irony there is that it became when I finally completed my fi- my, my um, sacrament of confirmation with the Catholic Church, it was extremely profound. So many people participated in that sacrament with me. I was a student in college and like my junior high student did not get that experience. If my daughter decides to have that experience as a young adult, 
I will be there for her. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, totally. It's the, everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. I'm not going to dictate that for my children. I wanted to, I wanted to expose them to it. I don't need to dictate it. Well, and your kids went to a Catholic school, and my kids actually started for a little out, bit. They yeah, did, and my kids started out at a an evangelical Presbyterian a Christian school, and yeah, well, and know. I think we all do that for different reasons. Like right. I honestly did not do that for religious reasons. I didn't either. I did it for academic excellence. What I perceived to be academic S- excellence. Same here. Same here. But you know, I look at where we're at today, and again, we talk about this idea between religion and spirituality, and where we're at in the exploration that we've done independently and through yoga. We just just started. We, we've been exploring lots of different ways to kind of, I don't want to say get outside of this world, but just explore um, explore in a different way. Yeah, uh, I think I always have. Is that new to you? It's new It's new to me in a, not, not in a, like a, a one-off, like I'm going to try this, like consistency and actually trying to invest energy into it is that that's unique for me. And we just did the other day, we've done it a couple of times now, the transcendental um, meditation. Well, no, we haven't. That's a, that's a copyrighted thing. We haven't done okay, that. What? You have to pay for that. Okay. We've done the free version of what people pay it's for. Like, what was that hot yoga that was, that you had to pay for? That Bikram. was Bikram. Yeah. It's like that version. Like, it's okay, like, but it's I mean, just, I think it is anyways. Okay. Don't hold me to that. It's just my interpretation. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just not licensed, okay? Because that's kind of stupid, and that's what well, Western no, civilizations do. Well, no, I don't think so, because do. the one we're doing, like, isn't, like, supposedly the other one does chant. Like, we're not doing any of that. They're not, like, it's, okay. you know, it's different. But right. I, I agree with you. I don't think it matters. It's just this idea of um, going inward. And yes. the thing is with meditation, it's something that a lot of people struggle with and avoid, and me as well. And although it's been explained to me this way a thousand times, I still struggle with it and I still practice it because that's the point. It's not necessarily about silencing your mind. It doesn't necessarily need to be done during meditation. Like what works for you? What gets you? I've heard it explained this way. I'm not a master. Please do not take my advice. But like what gets you in your flow of contemplation is what it's about. You know, for some people it's walking. I truly think I get that through running. Like, you know, so yeah, for me, but it's, I, I, I think am, music. I am also going to sit still and meditate. I'm going to practice that too, but I'm not going to think, okay, if I'm failing at sitting still and meditating, then I don't get meditating. Like, it's it's just getting yourself in this certain energy space that some people would describe in many different ways. But my whole point to that is, we are exploring the different energies in different ways, mm-hmm. and again through exercise, through music, mm-hmm. through, you know, yeah. yoga, through meditation, yeah. all of that. And, and you're right. It can be any any channel that works for you is... Well, I don't know. I mean, that's what they say. I think the point is to sort of just empty your mind of the garbage yeah. and tap into your true self. Right. I mean, that's the point. And right. that's, that's so... Fuck, that statement is loaded right there. What's your true self? Yeah, get rid of the garbage of the ego. Yeah, so I was joking initially at the beginning of this podcast because I was listening to a different podcast and talking about, you know, what, you know, that that state of pure consciousness and what does that look like? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's it's truly, if it has attributes, then according to Eastern philosophy, it's like, that's not true consciousness if you can describe it and explain it. Well, okay. Because so there's... That, yes, that's what some people say, but this is so debatable. Like, we're trying to tackle something we're not even experts We're on. not experts at all. The, you hear different people interpret it different ways. Yeah. You are saying this right now because my little teacher, yeah. transformational coach, psychologist, Was that a podcast? person is, has stated publicly she's a big deal that she has experienced the state of pure i don't care about your caveats that you want to put on all this shit the bottom line but is you, it's why you're throwing that term out there so i yeah. she's been on several podcasts and i have yep. sent you some of her episodes to have you right. listen to her because she's amazing and i enjoy her and i'm learning so much from her and so you've been throwing out this this pure consciousness yeah. thing a lot no, I, I this ha- episode so i just wanted to put some context around okay that. yes but i think also people define it differently it's hard to put words to we also synchronicity we all say that a lot it's a Carl Young statement listen to a podcast this week with Dax who is a person a neuroscience 
scientist, neuroscientist. Uh, was he a neuroscientist? Yes. I think he was. He was. Who specializes in religion and um, enlightenment and the brain. And it paralleled so much of the things that you and I are currently talking about. So it was a little bit like, whoa, this is cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, my whole point to that is I can recognize in that I may not be able to, to understand it because I've never had that experience and maybe I never will. It doesn't matter. But it's, I, I think there's something to that in not being able to, to get to a, a place where you can't necessarily describe or put mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. to what that experience is, mm-hmm. as opposed to if, you know, the, the point to that was if you can assign attributes to it, then that's probably not the thing. Yeah. Totally. And and I think that that makes a lot of sense whether yeah. I whether it's going to happen or not. I'm I agree. just so cuz I feel like when I have like I I have like I feel like I have a lot of like visions about not visions that sounds so silly but like not literal but just pictures of like realizations I have about like how epiphanies things work. almost right? Epiphanies. Yeah. And it's hard I put them in words and I try to put them in words and I'm like that sounds ridiculous because that sounds like everything we already know. But like, it's almost like when it clicks, it clicks. And like, those again, are moments of clarity. I have in a not, way, yes, yes, because I am. I do not claim to have hit pure consciousness. But I feel like this idea of like we are all one. Like, I feel like I can intellectually grasp that. I struggle to live it and experience it, but I feel like I can definitely intellectually grasp that at this point. So tell me this from your experience, because I think as we pay more attention to this stuff, so much of it's based on patterns. Are you more aware of patterns in your world today than before? Like, I just feel like every time you go someplace and experience something, you start to pay more attention to the patterns. Yes. Can we pause it really quick just so I can take go to the bathroom? (laughs) Because I do want to answer this question. Are we back? We're back. Okay, we're back. Now I can relax. Speak more slowly. Um, So you asked me about what? Patterns? Like I was just I see patterns. If, like I asked if you were more in tune to, or if you saw more patterns as you kind of well, navigate never, your world. Yeah, I think so. I mean, absolutely, hundred percent. Especially as it relates to people and personalities and motives and intentions and karma and my work with myself, my family members, the people I work with in my practice. Um, How about we just talk about? Is there any place it hasn't? No, because even you and I watched a show. Okay, this is how much of in a bubble I was living in. You and I watched a show, I think it was like in 2018 or 17, called Inner World, Outer World. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm almost embarrassed at this point to be like, I didn't consider these things. Like, it was mind blowing to me, and I have not been able to unsee it since. And I just feel like I've been growing and evolving since then. Just like, seeing patterns and geometry and everything in nature and the physical world and the imaginal world in the relational world like all of a sudden I'm like it all clicked and I was like whoa what what I I feel like an idiot is the, ima- <laughs> is the, is the imaginal world next actual thing or is that an imaginary the imaginal world is okay, that- I guess I shouldn't have said an imaginal no I don't know I'm rela- asking- <laughs> relational emotional physical yeah. like you know like yeah Again, like it was just like, oh, it's we're all we're all one. It's all the same. These are universal principles. They apply to everything. You can see them everywhere. Like that's where I'm at right now. You are very good at reminding me of that because I, you know, again, you are more reactive in certain situations, but in general, I don't recognize it, but I'm, I'm very, very I'm like really I'm an Aquarius moon. We're a very rational fucking yeah, I'm very reactive to certain situations. And you'll be like, <laughs> dude, get over yourself. Like, can't you see the pattern in that? And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. Like, what I'm saying is, yes, it's happening, but it's a cycle. It's like this, it's this routine that, yeah, this happened before. It's going to happen again. Mm-hmm, Stop mm-hmm. obsessing or getting worked up or mm-hmm. irritated about it. Because like, yeah, yeah it's just like, is what it is. Even in the outer world. I mean, like the way that conspiracy theories come up, it's like, okay. Well, you know, there's a pattern to how people get worked up when it comes to conspiracy theories, too. Like, you can choose to, to react to that and get wrapped up in that world if you want. But, you know, that's your Which choice. Which is why the people <laughs> that propagate that stuff and ultimately make money off of it are good at it because yeah. they understand that cycle. Well, and they're don't not, think, they don't. They're actually feeding well, into it, too. <laughs> that, that Don't give may, them that much credit. Okay, like, they may, truly believe maybe. it. They truly do. Going back to religion, like, Oh, full circle. I just want to end with this because we need to wrap this up. But 
when I was, I've, I've alluded to this before, I've talked about it, not alluded to this, when I was at the height of a spiritual crisis in my early 20s, and I turned to, um, I don't know, something randomly was like, let's take the history of Christianity. I was like a sophomore in college, and I took it, and I was mind blown. I was like, whoa, I had no idea. I had no idea. I was just exposed to what I was exposed to growing up. There is a breadth of information related to religion and world religions and Christianity. And I took, actually, my bad, I started with intro, introduction to religions, and we studied the five major religions of the world. And then from there, I expanded to Christianity, and I went on and on and on. And one of the classes I took was called Religion in the Media. I don't know why it was named that, but um, I ended up, we ended up all having to pick a topic and I picked, uh, the Branch Davidians, David Koresh. And I had to watch a lot of documentaries on that situation. And, you know, I, I don't remember even what year that happened. When I took the class, it had been maybe two or three years after it happened. I remember like, seeing it on TV and like, oh, wow, this cult, you know, this cult, blah, yep. blah, blah. They're these crazy people. But actually diving in to that world, it, was, it broke my heart. I was like, oh my God, the, this is how this happens. David Koresh wasn't a sociopath that wanted to manipulate people. In my opinion, he was a person that believed that like, these people believed this. And how is this any different than Jesus Christ? I mean, like, honestly, like the parallel, like, how do you know? It's so difficult to discern and succumb to these emotions and these fears and know what truth is. And we just experienced that again in 2020 with all the shit. We've been questioning truth since. So I've always had a great empathy for how people fall into these situations. What I can tell you is I personally struggled with close loved ones when they fall into those situations. I've had to recognize that about myself. I'll be like, I will defend somebody that succumbs to a cult any day of the week. But then when I have a close family member (laughs) succumb to a cult, I will argue that with them and get into that trap and break relationships and like do all of these things because it's so hard. Life's complicated. You know, humans are complicated. All of this stuff is complicated. But you're right. I think taking a uh, superior higher moral ground yeah you can't do it is impossible when you look at what each different religion believes to be their truth yeah if you want to look at your own and fear is a power and ignore energy. right you can't fear you can't is a do that energy it is and it's and again it's so easy for me to empathize with these other people and then i can and i can also empathize with the frustration you get over a lack of truth and discernment like i get that too I've I've spent decades battling that with some close family members, and it it I, I finally learned that like you just gotta you just have to retreat, but it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, and especially when people are close to you, you don't want to just retreat. You no, want to you, try no. to talk what you no. consider to be sense into them, but it's like yeah, you but, go through the you whole know. you go through the whole cycle. They just need a you know you go through the you go through a whole series of emotions about how you're going to you know save this person or whatever it is, and you ultimately realize that you can't and it's, you know, everyone's on their own journey, but yeah. Can I ask you a question? I know we want to wrap this up, but yeah. in that experience you've had, has there ever been a point, uh, you know, a, a cross um, point where you've questioned yourself in that and arguing? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like you're this conspiracy, you're, this is a conspiracy theory. You're totally wrong on this. Like, how could you even believe this? And then have you ever like, yeah, yes, you're like, of course, but what if you're right? Like, Yes, of course. And they're like, well, that's ridiculous. Yes, Yes, but I I always circle back to like... I ask you that mm -mm. because (laughs) your personality type being more intuitive than me, you know, you tend to sense these patterns out and see Also a tendency towards fear. Right. But I think for me, relying more on logic in facts, in truth, Mm -hmm. we talk about that is that... I don't have the ability to say 100% you're wrong. So if I can't say you're wrong because I don't have the facts and the the proof to back it up, then I question, well, well then what's, where am I? Who am I to, you know, well, which I'm using this as a gross exaggeration. Obviously. There's no answer there. But right. I guess I just want to say at the end of the day, I surrender 
Like I truly surrender to a higher power when it comes to the things I can't control. And to me, that's where the answer is. But also like faith and love and loving the people that sh- that I worry about in those scenarios, just sending them love. That's like all you can do, right? Yeah. Just at the and end of the day, love each other. That's all that matters. That's to me, that's all that fucking matters. So that's all you can do. 100. That's my religion. 100%. <laughs> One hundred percent. Anyways, all right, all right. You got anything else? I don't. Do you? No, but I love you. I love you too. I didn't say more today. No, we will wait though. We're still waiting for your purpose and meaning. Besides, I mean, you gave it to us: exploration and independence. But I want to hear more about like what you're doing to feed that going forward. Well, that's kind of the point of this podcast. If I just put it all out there today, then there'd be no point to record tomorrow, would there? Be true story. So we'll see where it ends up. All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye.